you know, we often talk about how the justice system fails people, how it doesn't work, how people aren't held to account. Well, today was not one of those days. Today was one of those days where you can rejoice and celebrate the very hard work of law enforcement, the very hard work of prosecutors, the determination of family to see justice finally done. Nearly 10 years after the world began to understand the horrific ordeal that drove a BC teen to take her own life, the man accused of tormenting Amanda Todd over several years was today sentenced to 13 years in jail. And handing down her sentence to 44-year-old Dutch citizen Eamon Coban, BC Supreme Court Judge Martha Devlin said, ruining Amanda's life was Mr. Coban's expressly stated goal and was, sadly, one that he achieved. You'll remember that just weeks before her death, Todd created a YouTube video where she silently held up cue cards documenting the torment and the impact it had on her life. The video has been seen nearly 15 million times now. During the nearly two-month trial, the court heard that Coban used nearly two dozen online accounts on four platforms to mount what prosecutors called a persistent campaign of sextortion against the teen from ages 12 to age 15. Prosecutors had asked for a 12-year prison term. They thought that would probably be about as best as they could do to be served at the conclusion of a nearly 11-year Dutch sentence. Coban is already serving for similar crimes against 33, 33 other young victims. Coban's lawyers asked for a six-year sentence reduced to two to take into account the 11 years he's already serving. In the end, the judge imposed an even harsher sentence than the one the prosecution had sought, saying Coban enjoyed his victims' escalating distress and, quote, there is nothing before me to show he has any insight into his offending behavior. Justice said, while Amanda's not here today, I have heard her words. Here's Amanda's father, Norm Todd, outside the courtroom soon after. I was hoping and praying we got a high sentence, and we did, but our expectations were lower, so... Everybody pulled together and we got through to the judge and set a really high precedence out there, which is really nice. I'm ha really happy about that. It has been a day that Amanda's mom, Carol Todd, had long hoped for, but perhaps thought she might never see. But she was in that courtroom today. And Carol, who is also the founder of the Amanda Todd Foundation, joins me now. Carol, thank you so much. Thanks for having me, Ben. Uh, Walking in today, I know I was following you on social media. I know you were counting the hours down um, to the sentencing. What was your hope going in this morning? How were you feeling going in? I was going in feeling really scared, really anxious, not knowing what, um, after all the closing submissions and the hearing statements, what um, the the justice would, would do in, in the end. And yesterday when defense, um, this week, defense yes. wanted six and then brought it down to two. Um, it was like, oh, no, really? That, that, I just shook my head, right? Which then got me more anxious and more scared. So uh, I'm the kind of person that I hope for the best, um, prepare for the worst. But today we got the best. Yeah, your reaction because I was watching um, people sort of share what the justice was saying as she laid out what she was going to hand down. And as she made the case for this 13-year this sentence, she, uh, she really did touch on so many of the points that even you and I had talked about over time. Uh, what was your reaction mm -hmm. when, when she finally read out the verdict? Or not the verdict, but the sentence? But the sentence, it, it, I was, like I was writing my notes and... and uh... And when she said, you know, 13 years, when she was 
saying how many years for each charge, I had to actually look over to my son and say, did she really say that? Right. Um, I, I couldn't quite believe it after, after all this, but um, a 13 year sentence and it being so precedent setting in, in case law now, I know that Amanda would be so happy if, if, I'm hoping that she can see us from wherever she is um, and that she knows that we worked really hard to make this come about and to bring justice to her name. Yeah, I mean, I, I was, I was again, watching as you marked 10 years um, since Amanda's death earlier mm -hmm. this week and, and how hard that must be, um, but also just how, how it all came together this week, that there was justice. There feels like there was justice. Oh, it definitely feels it was justice. And it's ironic because we were supposed to have the sentencing week three weeks ago. Um, and there was a, a COVID um, diagnosis or whatever. Um, and so it was postponed again. And ironically, the date that it happened was the day after Amanda's 10th year um, anniversary of her death date. And so it, it's as if it, it all all the angels and all the, everything came together. Um, and did I, I, I often get asked, do you feel Amanda's presence? Well, uh, a short little story is that when I was driving to court on Tuesday morning, I mean, and you know that snowflakes are a part of Amanda's legacy. Um, mm -hmm. She was quite, she loved the snowflakes. And there was a car that drove up to me, next parked next to me at a stoplight, and it had a snowflake decal on, on the window. And, and to me, that was a sign that she was there pushing us on, urging us on, um, giving us luck, and it worked. <laughs> it's, yeah. Did you honestly ever think this day would come back when, I mean, in, in, the, in the darkest times of, of, the, of after this happened, uh, we didn't know what had happened. We didn't know who was responsible. Did you ever think that the day would come when you would stand in a courtroom and watch someone be sentenced no. and sentenced severely for it? No, I honestly didn't, because when Amanda died, it was, um, the investigation was about bullying and cyberbullying and what was happening with her peers, and then in, in you know, 2014, we found out someone had been arrested for her exploitation, um, and, and that was a complete surprise, because I thought that part of it had already been put to rest, right? Um, and then we progressed into uh, a trial for Amanda separate of the ones in the Netherlands. And there were delays and, you know, investigation. The trial in the, in the Netherlands had to be completed. And then Mr. Coban appealed three times. And, and so I thought it would never come. And, and there were many, um, even, even in law enforcement, that thought this isn't going to happen, right? There's going to be something that's going to hold it up. And then, uh, then to find out, you know, he was, Mr. Coban actually canceled his third appeal because he wanted to come to Canada to have his name cleared and be acquitted. Ironic now that as we stand here today, he just got sentenced to 13 years. Well, that, that didn't come true for him, right? Um, but yeah, there were times when I didn't think that this would ever come to fruition. I noticed the justice today, Justice Devlin, really went out of her way to acknowledge um, what you had to say, what the family had to say. Mm -hmm. 
the victim impact yeah. statements. Was that, was that, did that bring you any solace to hear that acknowledged from the bench? Well, it, it made me feel really good that she listened, right? And, and that's the fear of, of anything is that someone's not listening to you. But um, I really felt that she listened to Amanda's dad's impact statement, to my son's impact statement, to mine, um, because those words were raw. Those words were real. And that, that's how we feel. Um, maybe we don't express them out in the public in such a way. But it, it's the heart and soul of, of what's happened. And, and today, uh, the justice, you know, said that the family is also victims of this crime, too. And it's so true. And no remorse from him, eh? not even a hint of it. No, not at all. Um, very, very, he's got a swagger when he walks in. There's been many times in court where he just you know, looked at me eyeball to eyeball. Um, really? I, I don't know if he still feels that he's innocent or if he'll appeal. I believe he has 30 days to appeal now. Um, we'll see what happens. But uh, it, it quite insolent, quite arrogant. And I knew that. I knew that because I had gone to Amsterdam to see the Dutch trial back in 2017. And I, I saw those traits in him back then, right? So um, it, I'm so glad that the, the justice saw through all of that because she mentioned it in her, her statements today um, about lack of remorse, lack of wanting to rehabilitate, um, that, that lack of social interaction um, in, in the Dutch prison when he was incarcerated there and then here in, in Canada where he's you know, in prisons right now, just be, keeping by himself. So there's no desire to um, want to do better so that he, when he gets out, that he can be in that general population. So I'm, I'm so glad. And just, I, you know, when you're speechless, I'm kind, yes. of, I'm kind of speechless. <laughs> huh. Which is a great thing. Yeah. Obviously, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. I think many people were, not concerned, but even as this trial began, I think people who've spoken to you were always worried that this would end in somehow in disappointment for you. So it's been... It didn't. And and you know what? The other part of it is we, they sentenced Aiden Caban to the highest that we've seen, but it also set precedence in case law now for any future cases. Not that we want to see any future trials related to these, um, these situations, but it sets a higher bar now. And that something that I know Amanda would be really happy to hear um, because it's it going out. Now we'll hear um, lawyers and prosecutors talk about this, like Amanda's case being given 13 years. And, and when you have to break it down into the different charges, right? Extortion was um, 10 years. And so this is, this is precedent setting for our country and for the safety of um families and kids. Uh, Carol, you've often spoke about the legacy and how you want to preserve Amanda's legacy by making sure that other children are better protected. And of course, through the uh, Amanda Todd Legacy Society, you've been doing that work. That, I imagine, will continue now, regardless of this verdict. Yes, it will. Um, it, it may be a little harder due to the fact that the trial is, is done. Um, but I will persevere 
because I think Amanda's story is one of those, as Amanda said, never ending. Um, and we know that by just looking at our Google alerts under um, online safety and exploitation, that a lot more work has to be done. Um, and you need a starting point. And, and real stories are oftentimes the starting points for conversations, right? I don't want anyone to be scared of, of hearing Amanda's story. Um, I want them to learn from it and not have to go through what anyone in our family has gone through. Um, I'm all about prevention. The legacy is all about prevention. And myself as an educator, um, one, of my, one of my portfolios is online safety. And so it's really important to me that we, we continue to push the story out and have those deep, scary conversations that are needed. Yeah, I know that even as part of your work, you've reached out to other parents who suffer through similar tragedies more recently. We know that it's on, on the increase, sadly, uh, in Canada these days. I know you continue to talk to parents who are going through the same uh, experiences that you did, the same awful experiences that you had, just to try to offer them some kind of solace and guidance. I have, and I've connected. There was a, a story that came out of, um, I think, Manitoba, where mm -hmm. a, a teenage boy was a victim of sextortion, and he sadly died by suicide also. And so I've connected to the mom, and we've had some deep conversations, right? Um, of course, it brings me back to um, year one of losing Amanda, and, and that's where these parents are, but... Um, I'm hoping that, you know, by sharing my experiences, it can help them through what they're going through. And I've also met and talked to parents of young people who have fallen victim to sextortion across different, in different countries, right? Um, they reach out. Somehow we all find each other, and, and sadly we're bound by, by the same book. Um, and... It, it's just something that, that's increasing, which is why it's important that we continue to talk to our young people and our kids about who, what they're doing on the Internet, who they might meet, who they might talk to, um, what's appropriate to send and what's appropriate information to share or not to share. Um, it's something that we just can't let go. Yes, your kids will roll their eyes and say they know, but you know what? I, I talked to Amanda to it was like the cows come home, um, yet she still did what she was doing. And ultimately, look at the, uh, the, the tragic end to that story. So you can't give up. You can't, you can't stop, right? We, we love our kids. We love them forever. We want them safe. And so you just have to keep having those conversations in some way, shape, or form. And today, I imagine for all of you, all the people that you've spoken to today must feel like a victory. It must feel like you can exhale. I can exhale until the next chapter is open. Um, we still have to go through, like we know the sentencing was today, but I'm interested in knowing about the conversion in, in the Netherlands, what's going to happen mm -hmm. to Mr. Coban in, in that respect. So I'll be keeping my ears to the ground to find out. Um, I am Amanda's mama bear, and I will not let this one go. We've gone through so much already. Um, I just want to make sure that there's justice, the justice continues. And because that justice that continues is justice for everyone, right? So um, we will persevere. 
Carol Todd, I know it's been an emotional day. I know you've done a lot of talking. I really appreciate you taking the time to speak with me tonight, as always. And uh, and I wish you the best. Can I say one last thing, then? Sure. 30 seconds we say, have. Yeah. I want to say thank you to all the media who have followed Amanda's story, who have supported Amanda's story, who keep talking about it, writing about it, um, conversations like you and I are having, because it really helps to bring the issues up to the surface so that your listeners and parents out there understand and know more. Carol, thank you for sharing your story as well. It's much appreciated. Thanks, Ben.